Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, back to the morning roast with Bonte and Shasky. No, Bonte's out, but FP's filling in, and we're having a great time. And you can download the Odyssey app and listen to 95.7 The Game wherever you go. Like, for example, yesterday I was listening to Grandy and Larry Kruger talk about the 49ers, uh, and I was listening on the Odyssey app. And you can watch all the Warrior games live, and we're going to get into the Warriors here in a second, along with music and news, all the stuff the Bay Area needs, catch amazing interviews too, like Tim Kawakami, who joined Willard and Dibs last week. It's a really good interview. You can find all that stuff on the Odyssey app. We're going to have Nick Ferdell in at the top of the hour, and we're going to talk a little NBA, and we've got a lot that we're kind of going through right now. If you're just getting into your car, you're on your way to school, you're on your way to work, dropping the kids off. Anthony Rendon is a third baseman for the Anaheim Angels, and he had some comments that triggered a lot of people. And I think this correlates to the Warriors, because there's some things that I've heard about the Warriors um, from their players regarding the fans, um, dedication to the game, etc. So listen to what Anthony Rendon said in 888-957-9570. How does that make you feel? What do you think? When you hear these comments. That's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. So I do this to make a living. Uh, My faith, my family come first before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. Is it a priority? Oh, it's a priority for sure. This is my job. I'm here, aren't I? Do you want to be here? I don't want to talk to you guys at (laughs) 7 in the morning or whatever time it is. So... Did you, I mean, do you want? I mean, do you want to like be here playing baseball? I have baseball? answered your question. So why do you keep picking at it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you technically answered it. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I think the one thing that triggers fans is when they hear that a player says that their feelings don't matter, that their opinions don't matter, and when you hear a player who might has been injured or unavailable or underperforming. Admit out loud that that sport isn't their top priority. I do think that triggers a lot of people. But take a step back. Can't we all agree? Your job, like on on the surface, your job, whatever it is, plumber, electrician, politician, baseball player, basketball player, football player, should never override your family. Like on the surface, we all agree. But there are certain professions where, depending on where you are in the hierarchy, and, and this is where I want to get your thoughts here, FP, you do have to sacrifice your family 
to stay in that industry. And I'll use myself as an example. I'm not comparing myself to a professional athlete, but like had my wife and I had children prior to me getting into radio, I'm not sure she would have allowed me to work multiple jobs and work nights and weekends and do all of the necessary things I needed to do to get a full-time day part job in radio. And so I was able to do some sacrificing and she did some sacrificing. And because of our family situation, maybe I would have looked at the situation differently if if I had to put that at the expense of my son, for example. And you were talking about how when you were playing, you had to sacrifice part of your family. Yeah, I've sacrificed so much for both careers, baseball and really? broadcasting. And as a player, when you have marginal talent and you're a 20th round draft pick and you sign for a thousand dollars, like you're a salmon swimming upstream and you have to prove yourself at every level. Yeah. So I didn't have the luxury of being the greatest husband or the greatest father because it was five, six hours a day in the off season working just to get to the big leagues. Yeah. And then to stay in the big leagues, you had to work even harder. So I... I've sacrificed so much time with my kids. I miss so much stuff. As a broadcaster, being on the East Coast for 11 yeah. years, I'm doing a game with my cell phone up and my mom's filming at-bats my son's senior year in high school, and I'm watching them in the middle of a live broadcast, watching his at-bats, commenting on plays I'm seeing. <laughs> so like we, we all sacrifice, but I think there's, there's a way to do both. Okay. I'm not saying that baseball was more important than my family. Yeah. The way I justified it in my mind, Joe, was that, that I was going to provide for them and give them a better life. And in the meantime, chase my own dreams. Absolutely. So there was some selfish aspect of yeah. it. I wanted to be a baseball player since I was six years old. Yeah. And, and I thought I could balance both. Did I do it the best way I thought possible at the time? Yes. But... For a guy, if I'm sitting in traffic and I'm going to work and I'm making whatever, and there's a guy that's making $245 million and he says that it's not his top priority, there's probably a lot of people that this is the case for in professional sports. Absolutely. Steph Curry comes to mind. I bet you Steph Curry thinks the same way. But A... He's the best shooter ever. Uh -huh. He's got four championships. He's lived up to every dollar amount he's made. You could argue that if the Warriors are worth $8 billion, that he should be getting paid $8 billion, <laughs> and we would all be okay with yeah. it. But but he's, he's, I think, smart enough and savvy enough yes. to, that you just don't have to come out and say that. I agree. I think it's implied when you watch the husband that he is and the father no that he doubt. is. No doubt. LeBron. I and, think LeBron, his faith. too. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. I mean, Being it, a family man matters to LeBron. It does, but just like, if, if you're not playing and you're Anthony Rendon, who, I'm the president of the fan club. Yeah. I just went through my photos and yeah. I was going to show you all yeah, these yeah. pictures we have together. Uh, love the guy. Respect the guy. I will defend him but he hasn't lived up to that contract. So if you're an Angels fan or a baseball fan yeah. and you never followed him before and saw what he did, you don't know him intimately. You don't know like the kind of person that he is off the field. You haven't been on a plane or a bus or in a clubhouse with him, and you don't know the type of guy he is. Your judgment of that statement is probably right. And if you're mad at him as a, as a fan, you're probably right. And, 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 if, and if I had to say something to him, I would be like, bro, I know you don't care. I know you've always been the kind of guy that just goes about it and doesn't care and has the the, the 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 pulse at the same level all the time. But like there's a certain way and a certain responsibility that you have that comes with $245 million. I would agree with that. As a professional athlete, there's a certain way to comport yourself with the media. You don't have to be media friendly and look at yeah, me, yeah. look at me, look at me. But 
when you have underperformed, I think humility plays. Well, I think I, I, if it, if it were me and I was yes. his coach, yeah, yeah, his media coach, yeah. I'd be like, bro, I know you don't care. I know, I know your family's more important, but like based on what's happened here, and the injuries and the fights and the fan, like we have to clean this up a little bit. And it's like, you know what? Nobody feels worse than me that I haven't been out there. Yeah. Like, even though my family and my faith is more important, nobody feels worse than me that I haven't lived up to this contract yet. It's a great one. And, and I hope that I can. But uh, if I don't, like, I, I, I don't equate my self-worth as a person with my performance. I equate my self-worth as a good father, a good husband, and a man of faith. Yeah. But I can see where you guys are coming from. I've sucked. Yeah. Like, I've sucked. And I have not lived up to this but, contract. That that plays. But, humility but plays. Fans would be like, oh, my God. Like, I get it. Like he, But but to come out and to be like, it, it comes, his shyness and his awkwardness with the media has always come across as being uh, arrogant. And gotcha. he's, he's the, he, he is a humble dude. Like, I know him. But, like, if I were an Angels fan... And I'm judging him based on his contract and his actions in in L.A. I I could see how he's not the most popular dude in the world, and I could see uh, you read the comments like Angels fans want him out of there. Well, so he brings up so many good points here, but like I feel like he's saying the quiet part out loud, and this is where discernment comes into into my mind. You know, my wife gets mad at me like you didn't tell me X, Y, and Z. It's like yeah, I knew you'd get triggered. Like, it's not lying. It's I'm omitting certain things that I know are going to anger you, right? Like, and do you get the difference for, that I'm trying to get at? It's Clay Thompson earlier this year. Clay Thompson yes. admitted earlier this year that he didn't care what the fans thought. He didn't care what they what they were saying and you know what they were commenting on online. And I would same thing if I was, you know, telling Clay, it's like Clay, like these fans love you. The the few that are commenting don't speak for the majority. Don't acknowledge them. Don't say that quiet part out loud. We we know that that like you're you're in the moment, you're not feeling good. You're you're getting asked a question by somebody that maybe you don't like or that you think is out to get you or going to get the aha quote cuz I do I understand from their point of view, a microphone in your face, you're getting asked a million questions by people that you don't think understand how difficult your job is. Like, I, I do get that. Like, you are better at what you do than they will ever be at anything that they do. I understand that. And you're frustrated. And you're also seeing your own vulnerability. Rendon, out for a long time. Clay, not the same player, you know? And, and, and it's tough to accept. So I look at this and I'm saying, sometimes it's best to just not say the quiet part out loud. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get where I'm going? Uh, dude, I, I live that life every day. There's so many quiet parts that I say out loud. <laughs> Unfortunately, my filter is not the best. So we we have the Rendon conversation that you know we're having right now. But like Clay Thompson brought this up earlier this year. And I think if I pulled a million Warrior fans in the arena, they'd be like, yeah, we love Clay. But there's an online crowd that doesn't. And he's responding to some of them right here in a cut from earlier this year. Hey, um, you guys have been booed each of the last two home games. Obviously, you're not used to that. Um, how do you care. how do you handle that? Is, are you supposed to lose sleep over it? See, Clay and, and Rendon have similar demeanors. Why do you say that? They're just like chill. They're just chill dudes. Very chill. But inside, their their, their competitive nature is burning. I think as fans, we want to see somebody that, that's outward. We want to see fist pumps. We yeah. want to see emotion. Yeah. We Not the Brandon Belt. They, 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 we want to see 
that you care. But There's think, nothing more frustrating, Joe, as a sports fan, yeah. than thinking I care more than the guy that's making I X, Y, or Z. I agree with you there. So I'm throwing my remote control at the TV because they lost, and you're watching your favorite player laugh coming off the yeah. court. Hug a, hug, a, hug a guy on the other team. Sabian used to call down the clubhouse. If we were losing and there was a shot of guys on the bench that were laughing, he'd get pissed. Yeah, I'm with him. So there's nothing worse than being a sports fan and caring. You, it appears the appearance, the perception, is that I care more than him. Yeah, but like, there's different ways to to show your competitive nature. It doesn't always have to be outward. Like I always just say about Anthony Rendon that there's a fierce competitor down in there that we just don't see because it's not fist pumps. It's not. It's not. It's snapping after yeah. that bat, throwing your helmet. Like every once in a while, you'll see a lot of emotion from Clay. But it's not on the reg. A lot of times you'll see emotion from Anthony Rendon, but it's not a regular thing. Yeah. They're just flatliners. And that's okay because – you remember Garrett Anderson? Oh, yeah. Great player, right, for the Angels? Beat the Giants in the 2002 It, it looked series. like he never tried. Yeah. It looked like he was Sweet, loafing for ball, like he was jogging to first. Meanwhile, he's playing as hard as he can. They're just different ways to show it. FP, I have a sickness. If you say Garrett Anderson, I start going, Tim Salmon, Sean Figgins, <laughs> you know, Eckstein. Yeah, my head starts jogging. I'm lackey. I started just thinking about that 2002 team, so I can't. No, but your your point is well taken, and I, I think I don't question Clay Thompson's dedication to his sport, and I don't necessarily question at Rendon because I haven't followed it close enough. But I understand when you miss as much time as he did, that's the automatic assumption from fans is he doesn't care. You know, he doesn't care about about the sport. But you reference it like. That Rendon, in terms of dedication or you know priority, Major League Baseball wasn't a priority. What do you mean by that? There, there's, cer- there's certain guys that you come across throughout the course of your travels. Uh, Eric Chavez comes to mind. Okay, he's a guy that I used to be a locker mate with in Oakland that could take or leave baseball. And there's guys like myself that had to eat, drink, and sleep it. That had to live it every second of every day. There's something a little bit more healthy about. The former. <laughs> there really is. But did it bug you? I, no, because it, as long as you go out and get the job done, yeah. there's different motivations for all of us in life, period. Some people's motivation is uh, their job title. Some yes. people's motivation is the amount of money they make. Some people's motivation is about just being a good person at work and being likable. Like Some people's motivation in sports is winning a championship. Some, some are their numbers. Some are their legacy. Some are their paycheck. So there's different motivations. I never cared what your motivation was, as long as at the end of the day, the big W was your main motivation. Like if if, if you if you're a guy that comes into the locker room and you look at your stats and you're a stat guy, uh-huh. okay. But but if you're going to help me win a game, like Jeff Kent was not the best teammate ever. Like he was moody. We had three names for him: like Mikey, J.K., and Chuckles. Chuckles was the guy that got three hits every day, and he's bouncing around the clubhouse. Mikey was the guy that wasn't playing well. He had to stay away from him. And J.K. was just J.K. So like, there's certain guys that you're not bros with. He had three different personalities. We say it all the time, jokingly, and to his face. Um, And there, but it's different personalities, right? But. If you're going to go out there in the heat of battle and help me win a game, it's not a popularity contest. So if Anthony Rendon's saying these things and he's going out and hitting 320 and and driving in 100 and hitting 35, people might go like, oh, all right. But now that he's not playing, he's not even close to living up to 245. It's not. He'll tell you, it's not my fault they gave you 245. I just signed the contract. When I look at someone like Andrew Wiggins right now, I think a lot of people question his dedication to the sport his whole career because you're talking about emoting and the emotions that you show on the court he's a very stoic player wouldn't you agree 
Yeah. Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. And I do believe we've questioned his desire and his work ethic. And I always have a hard time sitting in this chair questioning what's going on inside someone's heart, inside someone's soul. I just think it's unfair. It's 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 easy to sit here and say this guy doesn't care and that guy doesn't care, but I've never heard him say a quote like, "Yeah, I'm, you know, it's not a priority for me." There's no like triggering thing to say. Draymond Green is a great example. And I want to hear from the audience. 888-957-9570. Uh, you've heard from Clay Thompson say this. You've heard Anthony Rendon say this. Like when when you feel that an athlete doesn't care what you think, how does that make you feel? You're the consumer. You're the one helping pay the bills. How does that make you feel? Um, Draymond Green said, "I don't get out of bed for games in March." It's like, wait a minute. The game in March might be the only game I can afford to take my family to. Come on, Draymond. I, I, I don't say that out loud. Like I, I had a problem with him saying that out loud. I want you to be authentic, but I don't want you to say something that disrespects the hard money that I am investing into taking my family to experience a game with you entertaining us. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he, Joe, he cares. Like oh, I know Draymond he does. might care too much. Could be his problem. Yeah, but you can't say. I don't get out of bed for a game in, in March. Well, I mean, when you've won so many championships, I always wonder how they get up for a game that doesn't count as much as all the uh, meaningful games you've played in the postseason. I always wondered how Derek Jeter got up for a Tuesday game against the Kansas City Royals yeah, when he's won all these championships. Different. And I think that's where this Rendon thing lands. Like, saying it out loud, like, you could feel that way internally. When you say it out loud, you're disrespecting the consumer and the fans. No, no, he, he's just played so many games that he's just like, I, yeah. Well, let's just let's get to the finish line. That's, okay, that's where I'm going to show up. Show up. See, my argument would be like, dude, I paid you 112 million dollars in a salary cap league, and you no, you quit. didn't. You didn't pay him anything. Well, no, the war. The, me watching <laughs> and me spending here. Is I would say it's not, it's not my money. Everyone gets so no, upset. Like ours. this guy signed for that. It's not my money. No, but it is our money. This is the way I view it. Look, like, when right. I go to games. I am putting money into the bucket. That's the way I view it. Like, I am putting money into the bucket that's going to pay you. When I pay for Comcast or YouTube TV, I am paying a small rights fee to the... And I mean, I'm looking at it real deep here. But <laughs> I'm paying a small rights fee, which eventually goes back to the team. You're so, part owner. No, I'm, we're just... We're helping fund it. Like, the fans are very, very important. I agree. Like, we, if, if, this is the way I would put it. We are putting out a product for free right here on the radio station right now. If I disrespect my audience, we don't have an audience. I don't have a product. And so I'm very cognizant of the listener that's out there, and I care what they think. And I want them to like us, and I want them to listen. Because without them, I don't have a product. And so I'm aware of that, and I don't want to disrespect them. And so I, I think on a much different scale, different financial model, that's how sports works. If fans didn't care, the money wouldn't be astronomical. Would you at least meet me there? Yes. And I also can tell by just knowing you, uh, for the short time I have, that this show in your career is a huge priority to you. Absolutely. And I, I would say, I would venture that you've found a way to balance being a dad, being a husband, and being super passionate about what you do. Absolutely. And, and I think most athletes would tell you that. I think most people would tell you that about their careers. I agree with that. I don't think anybody that's super successful, if you're the one percenter, if you're a one percenter, and that's somebody that's achieved yeah. something that, yeah, yeah. that most don't, You've sacrificed time with your family. 100%. You, you can't make $5 million a year 
and work nine to five and come home and worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There, there's sacrifices you make. 100%. To, to be a one percenter. Which doesn't mean that you don't love your wife, you don't love your kids, you don't love God. Rendon talking about his yeah. faith. It just means that... To be successful, you have to make sacrifices. Hundred percent. If you, if you, if and there's nothing wrong with having those priorities and and being happy with what you do. But I think that that if you're an a professional, you know how hard it is. <laughs> do you know how hard it no, is to get no, there? No, most of us don't. Do you know how hard it is to get there? No. It's like the odds are astronomical. It's yes. one, like one in three million. There's been 33,000 Major League Baseball players in the history of the game. You can't even fill up most arenas no. with everybody from 19-0-whatever to today that's of Major of League Levi's. Baseball players. Half of 33,000 in yeah. the history of the game. So like, that's how hard it is to get to that level. And I'm not sure about the numbers in basketball. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the hardest sport to become a big leaguer. The NBA? No, baseball. Baseball? Because you get drafted, there's 300 people, three guys out of 300 people probably make it to the big leagues from the minor leagues from the day you get drafted. If you're good in football, you go straight to the big leagues. If you're good in basketball, you go straight to the big leagues. I know there's G League. Yeah. I know there's other leagues in football. But like, there, there's no... like minor league system that you have to fight your way through. So once you do sign, if you have a higher draft pick, you get more chances. But there's still, you got to make it through all these different levels and show you're better than that level, better than that level, better than that. And it's a process to get to this level. Maybe that process is a little bit watered down now because uh -huh. if you can play and you can help me win games, you go right to the big leagues. Gunnar Henderson came up immediately. Well, he's good. I mean, I mean Jackson Holiday is going to be up as fast as possible. Genetics, yes. Uh, but genetics, that's the same thing I would yeah. say about the NBA. Like, I, And I know your point about the minor leagues. College is part of that minor league system in the AAU circuit, which is totally different from minor leagues, but it weeds it out. Go to a high school. I, go to, I went to a high school basketball game last night. No, it was a, a women's game. But go to a, a Reardon basketball game. Check out that layup line. Check out that layup line. And you tell me, like, and and of that of that team, 6% of them is going to go on to play college, okay? And every one of them would go to every YMCA. This is the Reardon basketball team, the, one of the best teams in the state right now. Every one of those kids would be the best player you'd see at a YMCA all day, running up and down the court. Yeah, the one thing I want to backtrack on a little bit, and I heard somebody talking What's about that? it this weekend, is, is, is that, that basketball is worldwide. 
So baseball maybe isn't. Why not? In certain, I think basketball is more. There's so many people that play basketball versus baseball. I, I, if there's some number out there, I guarantee you there's more basketball played worldwide than baseball. And to make it to the NBA as one of the best players in the world is probably just as hard. Agreed. I think football is a little bit different. Uh, well, Because there's more players. The rosters are bigger. If you're playing D1, you probably got a pretty good chance. But it still is the best of the best. And everybody's a 4-5-40 and 6-5-2-50. Like, I get that part. But like basketball is worldwide. To get to the NBA is hard. It's ridiculously difficult. And I would go like soccer and, and basketball. The reason I mean this is getting really deep, but the reason why they are a much more accessible sport: one basketball, ten kids can play, one hoop. Right. Baseball, everyone's got to have a glove. Everyone's got to have you know got to have a helmet, bat. Like it, it's just the accessories and all of the the mandatory things make the entry point significantly more expensive to play. One soccer ball, twenty two kids can play. Right, you know what I mean. Like it's it's just it's an easier financial sport for other countries to be able to play. It's it's just very 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 difficult right now. And indoor versus outdoor, even though you can play basketball outdoors, like there's a lot of elements um, that get baked into it. I don't know. I, I'm I'm just interested to hear what the fans have to say when you hear someone like Anthony Rendon come out and say that it's not his top priority. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. You you hear Clay Thompson say that he doesn't care what people think, and I don't think that that. I don't think that's accurate. I think Clay does care what people think. I think Steph cares what people think. I think they all care what people think. I mean, Effie, did you care what people thought of you when you played? No. Really? No. You truly didn't care? I mean, I just wanted to give fans their money's worth every day. I wanted to give an effort. So you did care on some level. Well, I, I realized that... The one thing I took great pride in as a utility player is I, I wanted people to think that was my everyday position if you came to watch me play second. Yeah, yeah, say yeah. on one day. Like, oh, that second baseman's good, not that... That utility player playing second, ugh. you know, I took pride in my defense. I took pride in how I approached the game, just out of respect for the game. And fans always gravitate. In Montreal, they loved me because I was like a hockey player playing baseball because I was always bloody and dirty and yeah. running into crap. On that get, turf. Getting hurt, and there was always ripped uniform with blood on it. They loved me. They're like, this guy's a hockey player, and I like to fight. Like, I get in brawls. Like, oh. I was not afraid. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think I ever played for the fans. I just played for my teammates. No, I'm, I'm and not, I played yeah. for the love of the game and a respect for the game. And I, I don't. I, I, I guess I, I thinking about it now, Joe. Since we're on live radio, I got booed in L.A. as a Dodger mm -hmm. by my own fans. And that was hard. You see, I think on on some level, everyone wants to be liked. Everyone always says, "I want to be. I want everyone to hate me." And no, I think the majority of human beings want to be liked. I, when I heard Clay say that, what I heard is saying I do care what fans Absolutely. think about me. That's what I got out of that. Absolutely. I was just deflecting. Like, I'm tough. I don't care. If I say I don't care what somebody thinks about, guess what? You take the negative out of it, the don't, because your brain doesn't... If you, if you tell a kid don't make an error... It's all the kid hears in his brain is make an error. You, a negative command 100%. does not sink into your brain. So if you say I don't care, what I hear is I care. You never gone golfing? Yeah. Don't hit that guy on the right. Where yeah. do you hit that yeah, drive? Exactly. Right at him. Yeah. It's like a freaking magnet. Um, you know, just FP filling in for, for Bonte Hill today on 95.7 The Game. We're just kicking around some different topics here. I do want to get into the Warriors because we're going to have Nick Friedell in. Um, one of the big takeaways from All-Star Weekend is that it feels like the players don't care about All-Star Weekend. And I think you were reading a quote from Scott Van Pelt saying, if the players don't care... Why should I care? Yeah, and I had I had some sound from Larry Bird yesterday. He was doing like a a, a speech before the All Star game, and he said, "What I hope is that they they take this seriously and they play hard." 
When you hear someone like Larry Bird say that, do you think what I think, which is those days are never coming back? Like it sounds great, and I want it to happen, but it's just it's not like there's just too much money. There's too much money, and 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 the risk outweighs the reward. There's not too much money. There's never too much money. There's so <laughs> there's so much money. There's so much money to lose. I guess is why these guys don't want to risk injury. But when's the last time somebody had a catastrophic injury in an All Star game? Where you're just like, oh my god, like it, it, maybe in a Pro Bowl. I'm trying to think. I can't even think of it. All I know is the World Baseball Classic. You lost Edwin Diaz for the year. Yeah, that was tough. I mean, that bro. was brutal. That was tough. But those were real games, I guess, on some level. I can't think of anyone in a, in an NBA All Star game, in a Major League Baseball All Star no. game, in. NHL, dude, you talk about guys not trying. In a league when guys absolutely try every single night, the NHL All-Star game is its just a skate-around. Well, it, similar to, to football, you almost can't play hockey half-speed. Right. There's only one way to play it, and that's why I feel like it's just tough to play that one. Um, I'm looking here at the, at the Warriors uh, record, and I know there, we got a lot of topics. I do want to get into the Giants. We've got Nick Friedel coming up at 8 o'clock, and we're going to ask him some of his thoughts. Um, there's been a lot of rumors circulating about Sham Sharania saying... In in essence, if Giannis bows out in the playoffs, Giannis to the Warriors is a real possibility. You know, I, I was bringing up Major League Baseball and the NBA the next 10 years, and I'm really, I love the NBA, and I'm worried about where the NBA is going to be if the Golden State Warriors aren't on top, if the Golden State Warriors aren't in the mix, because clearly the fans care about Steph Curry and they care about the Warriors. And I'm looking at where they are, not just this year, but Big term, like long picture, LeBron, Giannis, they're going to make moves this offseason. And if I'm Adam Silver and I'm running the league, I think it is imperative that I get the Golden State Warriors to be back in the mix because Timberwolves, Thunder, Clippers, Nuggets, Suns, Pelicans, those are your top six teams in the West. I don't know if that does it for a national audience. Like Jokic... The the audience doesn't care about Jokic. He's a great player, two-time MVP. People have rejected him as a viewing product. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the NBA, minus the Warriors, kind of has lost my interest the last, like, I don't know. Why? Just it, it's, it's not the team game anymore. It, it's not... What it used to be. I mean, are the athletes just as good? Absolutely. No the, doubt. The high flyers. Skill is unreal. John Mar- I mean, name anybody. Watch Steph play every night. Yeah. I think we're blessed that we get to see a team with so much talent. Yes. And young talent, too, with Kaminga and Pajemski right now. Like, maybe two of the best young players in basketball. I left him off my top 12 list. Sorry. <laughs> Kaminga? Yeah. Yeah. And Pajemski. Well, yeah, and Pajemski. Because he's just, just a gamer. There. He's just a gamer. Like he's just he he wants to be great. Yeah. He wants to be a champion. He wants to be an all star. He's not afraid to say it. The way he works, the way he approaches the game on a daily basis. That's a guy that's in my mind. As much as I love Anthony Rendon, the exact opposite. But he's at a stage where he's twenty years old. Fast forward to like I've seen and we yeah. talked about this off the air. Success ruin guys more than failure. Well, where he, guys just can't deal with success. They can't deal with the money. They take a deep breath. Yeah. It's human nature to say, I've arrived, and to live up to a contract. And there's, there's a few contracts in the history of sports where we just, the biggest compliment you can give the player is you never think about their contract. Do we ever think about how much money Steph Curry's making? No. Do we ever think about how much money Max Scherzer was making? No. There, there's Verlander. certain guys that just live up to it, and you don't think about the money. But when you're Rendon and you're 7, 245, 
and you haven't played and you're not living up to it and it seems like you don't care and your attitude is that you don't care and your performance looks like you don't care fans have every right to be mad at him as much as I love him as much as I want to stand up for him right now it's just not a good look Jimmy Garoppolo I mean a big part there's many reasons but a big part in why he's no longer a 49er quarterback He's hurt, and he was making a boatload of money. And the Niners themselves were questioning his work ethic. And the fans picked up on that. And Kyle and him had a souring, and a lot of guys said that they couldn't get a hold of the guy to, to work on football. Like, that's what his teammates said. And I think I think it shaped how a lot of fans viewed Jimmy Garoppolo. Not all of them, but I think a lot of people viewed him a certain way because he was making a boatload of money, he was hurt, and I always say, like, it's easy for us to question the dedication of someone from afar. We don't know. Like, I don't know. I find it out of bounds to question it. Dude, I think it's weird if somebody in any, doesn't matter what job you are, is not yeah. responsive on their cell phone. Oh, Like, if you just never get back to me. You have you, you ghost. Steiny doesn't, he's not responsive? Dog, I'll send a text to Steiny. <laughs> yeah. I'll send a text to Steiny and he'll respond like three days later. Some, sometimes when he's feeling himself, <laughs> wink, wink. He'll text me right away, and then I'll get a barrage of texts. But he's notorious for not responding till days later. It drives me nuts. We, My wife has a bunch of unread messages and unread emails, and I'm OCD, and it drives me crazy. Drives me crazy, FP. It's, I think it's weirdo behavior. I don't know if it's weirdo behavior. It's just like it, it's frustrating. Like You don't even want to see how many emails I have. Uh, 15,155 that I have not read. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm not an email guy. I miss emails all the time. Maybe that's why I'm working here and not the other station because I just miss meetings (laughs) and I'm just like, I don't care. I'm like, like, text me. If you text me, bro, like I'm all over the text messages, but I'm just not an email guy. No, I I don't think you're alone in that. Let's go out to Kurt in Oakland. Kurt, we were talking about players' effort and, you know, caring and caring about the fans and just putting up the facade that you care about the fans in the All-Star game was one of the things that we were referencing. Um, I think you have a comment. Kurt in Oakland, let's go to you, buddy. How you doing? Kurt, are you there? With players not caring about playing, you know, sadly, that's the age it is now. You know, they're there to make a living. You know, they're still going to show up and do their job, but, you know, they don't want to go crazy and do all the little things, which is, I mean... Can't really get mad because let's face it, take people in real jobs, you know, are doing the same thing. Sorry for saying real jobs, you know, but your day to day jobs, people are doing the bare minimum just so they don't get fired. Yeah. But yeah, that's that. Well, one one thing that I've learned is uh, doing this job. We're we we are entertainers, right? Like, and we are the lowest rung of entertainment. This is not like <laughs> this is uh, we're 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 not in, in feature films or on television or on HBO Max, right? Like, I I acknowledge this is the lowest level of entertainment, and I've had a lot of personal stuff that I've been dealing with over the last couple of months, just in, in my life, and it's very difficult for me to show up and pretend to be the same guy that I am every single day. And I can't imagine, and I think about all these things when people are dealing with their family and stuff that's going on with their family, they have to go out and perform at the highest level in sports, and if they don't, they're a bum. And I, I see it, again, the lowest level, where if we have a bad segment or something, I feel horrible, and I talk to the boss, like, you can't hit a grand slam with every comment and everything, and then you hear from some of the fans, and you can click the mute button, but now imagine it, professional athlete, 
You're making two hundred million, you know the the rare guys that do, and you flip up an Instagram, and every single comment is just ripping you. It's it's difficult to navigate, dude. And, and I don't want to sit here and cry a river. I'm not uh, not for you, but like for athletes. But I, I've talked to some Giants players that open up Instagram after the game and, and what say, they say they've given up five runs or something. Yeah, yeah. And there's like threats on there. There's like well, Giants fans going after. That's them. absurd. It's like quits. You yeah. need to go back to Sacramento. And, and this is this is a a thing that I didn't realize that the modern day athlete goes through on social media. Now you're making money. You're playing the big leagues. Like close it. Don't focus on it. But what I will say is we're all human beings. It hurts. And it hurts. And I've I talked to totally some players agree. recently, like over beers, and they're just like, dude, you don't know. Like, you walk in the locker room after a game, and you see them all on their phones, heads down. Yeah. A lot of them are going through Instagram. Oh, no doubt. And, and seeing comments on their posts yep. about their performance or on the Giants site. And, it, the, I mean, this the cruelty FP. and the keyboard courage of people that would probably go up to these players and say, you're my favorite player, but they're just venting. It's like something, it's it's a different mental thing and hoop that they have to jump through that we never had to. No, no doubt. But I, I want to ask you this, Joe, yeah, yeah. like based on, I, I know what you have going on and, it, and it's it's real and whatever we have going on in life is real, but the, the ballpark or being on air has always been my sanctuary uh, where I, I, no matter what's going on, bro, there's something weird about walking through the gates at Oracle that everything's gone. But and now I'm in a different mood, or coming here yes. and seeing this red light on. Why do you think and I talking coach, to you? FP? And everything's gone. Like so, it, it's always been my sanctuary and my way to get. Which I'm super blessed for. Dude. Yeah. Like I'm super lucky that I have that in my life because a, a lot of people don't have an escape from like real life things that are going no out. So I, when you talk about like coming in here and loving what you do, I think we all. Ideally, I mean, I've been blessed that I've never worked a day in my life, dude, in both of my careers. Like, I've been blessed. That's I mean, I have you, I worked my ass work. off for yes, both of them? Yes. yes. But, like, I feel like it's not work. We have fun. We're in the fun business. This is fun. Yes. Playing baseball professionally is fun. Yeah. I've been lucky. But, like, when you hear a guy that's making that much money that hasn't performed seem like he's ambivalent to baseball, there's nothing worse than ambivalence. Like, you either love something or hate something. Yeah, but if I you're agree. ambivalent, and that's what seems like Anthony Rendon, who I know very well. I yeah. know I've said that 400 times today. No, but I think like, that matters. But I, I, I want my athletes to care. I want my athletes to compete. I want my athletes to go out and be warriors on the battlefield yeah. and and live and die with every win or loss. Yeah. I want my rivalries to be chippy. Uh, totally. I want I want I don't want to see guys hugging and laughing in the course of battle. I want to see them get after it. All right, let's go to the RJ and Napa and we're going to go to Rich Rich and Livermore bang bang real quick before the break. RJ and Napa, what do you got on this topic? Hey guys, just wanted to ask FP. So I'm 48 years old. I'm a lot older than a lot of these athletes, obviously. I didn't grow up in the social media era, but um, one thing that I cannot understand for the life of me is why would these guys go out and seek that that negative feedback by by even being on social media? I just I don't understand it. R Thanks, RJ, guys. great question. Great question. And and I want you to give your perspective, but. I coach a lot of young athletes, and they feel it is necessary to have an Instagram, a Twitter, or whatever, to put out certain videos and, and collaborate with different trainers and stuff like that to be seen by the next level, whether it be high school, college, etc. Now, I can't speak for the professional level, but I'm talking about at the youth level. And there's also a status to it. There's a social currency to having a bunch of likes and... We're addicted to our phones. Like it, that's it's. It, it might be as simple as that. 
Uh, it, there was times in my career as a broadcaster where I couldn't look at the comments when I was back yeah. east. It was just like, whoa, I suck. Yeah. And you start to believe it. I've gotten that. I know. I would say I would say there's probably different aspects for different guys on why they look at yeah. the comments. Some guys probably want to see positive feedback. Some guys are single. Yes. And we know That's that point. people slide into DMs and there's a certain aspect where you can meet people online and, it, and through Instagram. So you're probably checking that the aspect brand. of it. If I'm being honest, yeah. like, you know, girls slide into your yeah. DM and you could probably meet somebody that way and that that's probably why and they sift through the comments but like I, I don't know dude like you can't everybody's everybody's tolerability of that's different and I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to sift through comments if everyone's saying, you suck, get sent to AAA, like, you gave it up today, I hate you, I, I want you dead. Like, there's been, there. I, I know some players that have had to go to gi giant security and say, like, look, this is a threat. Absolutely. It happens all the time with athletes. FP, I'm, I'm on the lowest rung possible. And if I post something about my wife or my, people are like, ah, she's not this, she's not this. It's like, wow, really? You went on to my post and, <laughs> like, really? You hate me that much? Wow. Why are you even commenting? They have Why their, are you following? They have their own issues, dude. Exactly. Real quick, let's go to Richie Rich in Livermore, and then we're going to hit this injury report. Richie Rich, what do you got on athletes? What's up, guys? Good morning, FP. What's up, my guy, Joe? Hey, hey so man. I got, I, I, got a, I got a problem with this, Shasky, and this is why. I'm like you, right? I, I got a newborn. I coach Little League Intermediate, and I coach Travel, right? Yeah. And these kids look up to these guys, right? Absolutely. So it's it's – it's a small percentage to make it to the MLB. And that's what we're showing these kids, right? And you got a guy like, oh, it's a job. That's how it came off. No, it's not a job. If you love what you do, it's not a job. It's a passion. You got to put in work, right? I don't see my newborn sometimes because I'm on the diamond five days a week, right? I'm coaching both jobs. I love it. It's a passion. These kids look up to this guy. And to just say it, it's kind of a slap in the face for baseball and these kids, you know? And it's a big problem, I think, because we're showing these kids you got to work hard to get to the next level. And then he's doing this. And he's not even up to par. He's not even putting up to the standards of his contract. I think it's a big problem, man. And, and yeah, like you, Joe, it's a slap in the face for you, right? Hey, look, hey, look. It, it didn't land well in my lap, but we'll, we'll get to the injury report right now, and then we got Nick Fidel coming up. I'll explain who he is in just one second. It's time for the injury report. It really hurts. Brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. All right, Giants outfielder Mike Yastrzemski is dealing with a shoulder impingement that is expected to limit him for the first 7 to 10 days of spring training. Outfielder Austin Slater is also coming off of elbow surgery. He's on a similar timeline as Yaz in this spring training workload. The good news is that despite being limited right now, both are expected to be ready for opening day. Remember a couple years ago, Yaz had an incredible spring training and broke his wrist, I believe, right before the, the season started. That injury report is brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back together for over 40 years. What's coming up on the game? Nick Fridell. He's the Odyssey in insider for us here at this station. He's a former Warrior reporter on ESPN. He is as tapped in with the NBA as anyone. And I want to ask him the same question. If you're betting on two sports, MLB or the NBA over the next 10 years, who are you taking? And I also have some very specific questions about these athletes. He's been in these scrums. He's on the other side, FB. He's been reporting from these locker rooms. I think he can give us some, some good perspective and just some other generalized NBA thoughts. That's what's coming up on 95.7 The Game. FB and Shasky rolling on a Tuesday morning. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.